Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. Injured in a car accident? Visit SueDistractedDriver.com. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. Good morning, everybody. This is Issel and Louie. And it's Thursday, which means Ben Roberts will be here in about a half hour to talk about all things Kentucky basketball. And at 11, Jay Davis, our friend from Detroit, to talk about all things sports. But, Louie, I've got a pretty good idea where we're going to start today. All right, Dan, I, here's, I need 90 seconds. Because someone texted in this morning, and I, and I need to talk to U L fans one-on-one. Dan, I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to answer it. Who won the 1980 Super Bowl? I have no idea. Great. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers spend a second of time talking about that team and the feelings of the players on that team? The current players? Yes. The current uh, the current administration, the marketing team, um, the people who sell tickets for them, the people that coach them, the people that play for them. Do you think a single person on the Steelers staff right now spends 20 seconds of their day worrying about the feelings of Terry Bradshaw. That was 42 years ago. I would guess most of them weren't even alive. Great. Yeah, the guy who coached the Rams died in 1987. They lost the Super Bowl that year. Okay, here's my point. Someone texted in the Diener Show this morning. If you get rid of Kenny Payne, will that drive off all of the rest of the crumb guys? People, we have to be way better than that, or this is going to be Nebraska football times 10. Times 10. You think you're at the bottom, you're not. You are not at the bottom. It's not even close. It's not close to the bottom. We just trust that this this thing's going to pick up in the spring, Dan, and you head Pat Louisville after every game. Every game. Oh, Kenny's good guy. He's going to figure it out. Oh, it's going to be fine. And I'm I'm tired. Drive off the crump. They don't even go to the games. They don't go to the games. They live in this city and they don't go to the games. Stop head-patting these dudes. That that game, that Super Bowl happened 400 days prior to my birth. I have four kids. Stop it. Stop it. I, I cannot do this anymore with these stupid people. Get over it. It's done. It was 42 years ago. Not a single kid in here, not a single kid that they are recruiting even remembers Louisville's last title or UK's last title. Let alone what freaking happened under Denny Crum. I'm done. Stop it. Be better. It's unbelievable that people are still doing this. We'll just drive off the last of the crew. Get better. Be better. Be better. 
You have you have what you have because of the work of those guys. Absolutely, that's why the infrastructure is here. But use the damn infrastructure to get a better basketball team, to have a better staff, to do a better job. This is unbelievable, Dan. I can't. These people calling in like they. <clears throat> I mean, someone called in today and said the free throw shooting's getting better. <laughs> what planet First is of this? All, first of all, I could not agree with you more, except for the part where you said I head pat these kids i have not the kids kenny you do it to kenny yeah yeah because you can't tell me if kenny Payne. if you tell me kenny Payne can't coach i can give you 10 reasons why i think he can coach this team stinks louie no question and i've said it from the very beginning I don't know why people are surprised, especially at this point of the season. You know exactly what you're going to get from this team. They're going to shoot in the 30 percentile. They've done it for 20 games now. L. Ellis is going to lead them in scoring. All right. Somebody else might get in the low double digits, but never at the same time, it might be Withers one game. It might be James one game. Last night it was Trainer, But their front line can't guard anybody without fouling. That's why Withers and Curry spent a lot of the first half on the bench. They are going to have single-digit assists. Last night, Louie, L had five assists. The rest of the team... Think about this now. That's that's 40 times 4. That's in 160 minutes of basketball. They had one other assist. They're going to have three times as many turnovers as assists. Their front line stinks. And the 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 amazing part about uh, about this team is how consistently bad they are every game. I mean, they've done it for 20 games now. They've come out and put these kinds of stats on the sheet. They stink, and there's no two ways around it. I I will take it a step further. I do not trust the staff to go get guys in the portal or to get those recruits in here, develop them, and make the team better next year. I do not trust it. I do not trust it. We're at that point. Nothing is getting better. Why would I trust that things would be better next year? Even with crap team, even with crap players this year, nothing's getting better. People are calling about freaking free throws. <laughs> I don't want to hear about yeah. it. And where and where's that guy who texted uh, in uh, a few games back? Oh, there were 11,500 people there. You think there was 11,500? Now, they might have said there was. That might have been the tickets sold. I don't know that there were 5,000 people at that game last night, and that is what's hurting this program more than anything. There are two very, three very hard parts about this. Number one, he's a homegrown guy. He's from here, went to school here, was on a great team here. A couple great teams. That's, that's number one. Number two, he, he appears by every auspice that I can find to be a nice guy. I have yet to hear a bad story about Kenny Payne, personally. Now, about his coaching or work ethic or whatever those are different things but about him as a man i haven't heard a bad story the third part there's a racial element to this and none of us want to talk about that but you could hear from the calls today who was defending and who wasn't and who's tired and who isn't and i hope that doesn't flare up because i think we can be objective and say that 
at no point in the history of U of L basketball has two and seventeen been okay. Especially since nineteen eighty, since since Denny Crum essentially kickstarted the program, it's never been okay to be two and seventeen. I do not care who plays for them; it's not okay. And and and, and to your point, right now, you know, you can't see it getting any better. Not in my mind. No, and you know, I remember the day Kenny was hired. I was in the I was sitting in the conference room, and Rummage literally skipped down the hallway. Sure. And I and I think that's the problem here. Everybody was expecting. Well, you you said it. You told me that when you sat in for Bob last summer, yeah, I put on the show people show. were calling in and saying uh, that U of L would make the NCAA tournament this year. I, I, I remember that day very vividly because I pulled up bracketology for the next year. It was the way too early bracketology or something. And it was the first time that I really contributed something to the station because we got a day and a half of content out of it. Joe Lunardi did not have them in his bracket. And I sat down at noon on that day, sitting in for Bobby V, and I said, okay, they're not on this sheet at all. Not first four out, not next four out. How we feel about that? We took calls for three hours. And everyone told me, no, this is Louisville. We expect to be in the tournament. And now they're two and seventeen, and all of a sudden people are mad. I mean, the, right. a fluke win over Western Kentucky where they made all of their three pointers. Yeah, they beat FAMU by five, five, five. Well, I, I mean, they, they, Dan, yeah, no, it, it, no, it, the no, competition it, doesn't it, even matter. They would have this record in the, the Atlantic Sun. The competition doesn't matter. That's how bad this is. And, and now, just now, people, no free throw shoot. <clears throat> Do your own dirty work, by the way, because that's a planted call. That woman doesn't listen to this station. Be better. That's a planted call. And then to take a run at Blank's family. It, no, that's a planted call. How would she know about his family situation other than someone fed her the information? People need to be a lot better. There's a lot going on right now. But people need to be a lot better, and it's not acceptable. And the assumption that people get a second season just because is ludicrous. Ron Cooper deserve a second season? Should they have kept Joker all the time that they did for UK football? No. The answer is no. Did Billy G need another year just to kind of figure it out? No. The answer is no. So, so you think Kenny's gone? I hope so. No, I didn't ask you that. I said, do you think Kenny's gone? I don't know. I, I, Josh Hurd seems like a very, not a carbon copy, but a pretty close copy of what what his predecessor, what his mentor in Tom Jurich was like. And he, I think he'll wait the entirety of – the season, and I think, and Diener talked about it this morning, I think he will give him a chance to show that he's bringing in players. And I have no idea why anyone in the transfer portal worth half a damn would want to come play for this right now. I have yeah, no that, idea why. That, 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 that's going to be the hard part. I have no idea why. That, Other than you really hard. like Kenny Payne. That, you know what? If that's a selling point, great. You really like Nolan Smith. Whatever. Sure. Great. Okay. Cool. You want to play in a very well, big stadium with no people in it. Great. That, maybe yeah. that's a selling point. I don't know. Well, well, what the selling point has to be, and I hope he has these resources, is he's got to go out and buy players. That's the only way he's going to get them in here is, is if he comes up with NIL deals and at least can get people to visit the campus. To this point, you know, I, I don't know. Dan, if, you're, I, I, if you are recruiting against him, you have a clear – Statement of him saying, "I'm not talking about NIL." And you, well, I would have better, dude. I would have that on my phone. I would have that on my phone, and I would play it for kids. Oh, you you want to transfer to Louisville? Do you do? No, they're not even going to help your family. He doesn't. He doesn't want your family to have money. That's what I would be doing. Hundred percent. 
I'd be playing yeah. that over and over and over again. So the auto, one thing, auto talk about NIL. Okay, great. Okay, great. This is yeah, what you're going to well, get. You're if gonna he be doesn't, if he doesn't, he's going to be gone real quick. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I, I think he gets a second year just because of what you said. The first two things uh, about no the kind of person he is, and, and and the the fact that he has tried to draw the program together. I, I don't think. I mean, he he inherited this crap. Agreed with that. He he inherited this, and so I I think he gets another year. Uh, but here uh, uh, of all of the um, and and thumbs, I hope you're paying attention. She's not because, even here. Huh? She's not here. Where's Where's thumbs? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Apparently, there's a computer issue in the back. I don't know. Is that the one uh, okay. we record the podcast on? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Are you saying these things on air? Or are you just saying them to me, James? Okay. No, you should probably say them over air. the air. That's all right. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but there's uh, there's like 14 or 15, maybe 20 sound bites on here on the show sheet. Oh yeah, yeah. And I just I just read through the uh, the, the headlines. Uh, the one that caught my eye is. On recruiting, he wants special kinds of kids in this program. Now, we don't have to play it uh, unless, you, unless you want to. No, no, we're going to play a different one. James, go ahead and tell you, uh, play but, the one that I... But, but, but let me just say this. Sure. They, they're at the point now where they can't be choosy. The special totally kind of agree. kid has to be a kid that can play basketball. Don't don't come to me now about this character stuff and we're trying to build a culture. If he doesn't put basketball players on the floor next year, he's gone. Uh, yeah, you know, we're at the point actually that taking Imani Bates would have been a good decision. How about that? That's where we're at. Yeah. We'd rather have Imani Bates here than not. All right, so this is what happened to Kenny, ba- uh, Kenny Payne last night during the game uh, against Pittsburgh. Basically what happened was the ball moved around. I could see the play coming. One of our players were sort of in the gap, not really in the gap. I'm yelling to him, yo, you got to get here, you got to get here, you got to get here. He's looking around, boom, the ball hits his hand, the guy shoots the ball in rhythm, turns around to me, he's not there, coach, he's too late. (laughs) I like that, but I want my guy to be that aggressive. Why is Rick Bozich laughing at that? Why is that funny? I have no idea. Why is that funny? What's funny about that? I have no idea. Except that it's humiliating. I mean, it's funny exactly. that way. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that, I mean, that's hilarious. It's hilarious how bad they are and that people are calling about freaking free throw shooting. But that's funny? The press is just yucking it up with him? Because you wanted him hired five years ago and you've been on that train ever since and now he's 2-17. and 17. Maybe you were wrong about that. I, this is terrible, man. I mean, that... that <laughs> oh, he's getting trash-talked by teams from... From another, from another. T- Excuse me, Rick Pitino would have killed that guy's family. <laughs> there would have been a car explosion in Pittsburgh today. <laughs> and now we're doing this, Rick Bosich. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, that's where we're at. Okay, 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 that's where we are. Okay, haha. Glad I'm glad it's all haha. I'm, I'm glad we're having fun. I'm glad we're great. Yeah, yeah, great. Glad, glad everybody's having fun. Here's another one that caught my eye. He told the team he received 25 text messages saying the team was going to win the game. What? What? 25 people 
What 25 people in this universe thought they were going to win that basketball game? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Yeah, play it. Play it, James. Before the game, I, I told him, look, I got 25 text messages saying we're going to win this game. How do you feel? I feel like we're winning this game. Sad. No, uh, no, funny, Dan, apparently. Sad. Funny, because they're laughing with him, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, I'm glad you love it. Because you're going to do it. If you're back next year, you're doing it again next year. We're talking about Jeff Capel in Pittsburgh. Jeff Capel whom Diener has described as having a hot dog neck and Pittsburgh basketball, where Jamie Dixon couldn't win. Nah, nah, nah. Nope, 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 nope. And I'm getting supportive texts on the text line. Appreciate people texting you, 437-9680. You think you're at the bottom until you realize you're not at the bottom. You are not at the bottom. You are not at the bottom. It can get worse from here, and it will get worse from here. You think there weren't many people last night? Just wait. Wait till it's Boston College next Wednesday. Just wait. You think it's you, you think you're at the bottom? Hold my beer. You ain't close. You got you have no idea. You have another thing coming. It's going to get worse. There is nothing about how they play, how they coach, how they're organized, anything that gives you any idea that you're not at the bottom. You you can count as I just said. They the amazing thing about this team is how consistently bad they are. They had one game, one game where it, that was an outlier, and as you said, against Western Kentucky, where they made all of their three-pointers. Other than that, you, you can, before the game even starts, you can write down what the stat sheet's going to be. One 160 minutes of basketball, <laughs> one assist. Someone's suggesting you need to bring me some of those edibles from Colorado to calm down. Um you know, I, t- I told uh, Thumbs. Come on, Louis, let Bozich laugh. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not telling people they can't laugh. If you think this is funny, if you're having the fun and, and yucking it up, have at it. Have at it. But again, if you're calling in to defend free throw shooting, you're at the bottom. You're not. You, you think you're at the bottom. You're not. It's there. It's it's not even close. Go ahead, Dan. February first, we get it. We we get another win on February first. We don't yeah. don't lump me in with that. I want to be lumped in with this. <laughs> hey, Louie, do you want cancer? No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that. It's cancerous right now. It's disgusting. They are 28% chance of winning against the Yellow Jackets that night. Against two? Against Georgia Tech on the first. On the first, 28%? Yeah. So where do we, where do we go from here? Who do we have Saturday? <laughs> uh, they're at Boston College, right? Is that? Am I remember the schedule? They travel to Boston College. Um, in a game so important that it's at 9 o'clock on the ACC Network. Um, mm-hmm. That is on uh, – oh, actually, excuse me, that's next week, Wednesday, so they get the weekend off. Maybe you'll send them home and, with no instructions, and they'll uh, get better that way. And then um, next Saturday, uh, they play at Notre Dame, who's playing very poorly right now, so maybe that's yeah, one terrible. where they, they can actually make some shots. And then um, you, you, they get – You sent, you sent me a, uh, a story about uh, coaches uh, that are on the hot seat. Yeah. And Mike Bray is one of them at Notre Dame. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Um, I don't know how much there's an expectation with all the things that go with being Notre Dame, how much they expect to accomplish in basketball. But um, <laughs> how, did, how did Avery get the nickname Thumbs coming down on the text line? I think that's someone who wasn't listening yesterday. Yeah, because she she can't hit the right button. <laughs> All right, what do you think the get-in price is for Louisville-Boston College? 
Oh, that's a home game? No, at Boston College. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. I've never seen this price before on this website. $8. Two. <laughs> Someone is literally giving away Louisville-Boston College tickets. A combined, um, their record, by the way, combined uh, 10 and uh, 28. That's, that's nice. Um, Two dollars. Literally, someone just wants you to pay the transaction fee. Um, Magic predictor in that one, 87% for Boston College, who's 2-6 and six in the conference. Um, their last game at UNC, they lost uh, 72-64. They lost to Wake Forest at home by 22 and lost at home by 16, or at uh, Miami by 16 as well. And so uh, they lost to Duke by one at home. But, yeah, you know, Louisville's just going to go up there and get the win next Wednesday. So there you go. All right, Dan. I'm, uh, at, at least they'll be shooting free throws better. Obviously. Yeah, if you can't see the look, people, if you can't see the improvement in free throws um, on this team as the obvious catalyst for the rest of the history of this program and the obvious ascension to a Final Four making free throws, then I can't help you. Um, the callers all know what they're doing. It's unbelievable, Dan. It's unbelievable. <sighs> can Steelers, I ask? Can I? Can I hear, Super Bowl champions? How about that? Yeah. Hey, can I hear one more? Yeah, James is there. Yep. Uh, uh, He'll actually hit the right one. How about that? KP7, on where we go from here, this will be interesting. (laughs) My gut, my heart tells me, keep pushing. Make it hard. Make it hard. Don't lighten up on them. There's a standard that, you know, and I tell the players this all the time, this is how I know when I'm doing things that are the right things. When I hear you guys complain about, man, practice is hard, I'm dreading going to practice. That's when I know it's the right things. I need them to dread coming to practice. I need them uncomfortable. I need them understanding that every single day they walk in that gym, their bodies have to be prepared to perform at a high level. We're not going to just have a practice where we just walk through some plays and walk through defensive assignments and get out of there. Not happening. Not on my watch. I need them to understand that every single day we are going to get better. And we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. Mm, Better be careful there, Kenny. Better be real careful there. You're 2 and 17. You start doing stuff like that, you'll lose you'll you'll lose the little the little bit that you have. I I I I would say uh, even if I was going to do that, I certainly wouldn't say it publicly. He better be real careful doing that. BC has lost to Stonehill, Tarleton, and Maine this year. Louisville has lost to Leanne Rhymes this year, I would say to that. Um, uh, Texture asking, uh, saying they would assume the nickname Thumbs came from her propensity to either break them or cut them off of her enemies. <laughs> um <laughs> You know what? I actually like that sound. That's the best thing he said in a long time because you know what it does? What? It makes the current guys not want to be here anymore, and all of them need to go away. Like, they need to start over. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, they don't uh, – outside and, – and, and we thought we thought there for a couple games it was going to be Mike James, and then he disappears. So, no, I agree with you. But sweep the – sweep a, a, after L leaves – Sweep the plate clean and start all over. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one bothers. Maybe that's part of what bothers me is we've had L. Ellis in studio and he's a decent enough guy and you know whatever. And I, I watch him actually really bust his ass in these games. It's unbelievable. Ugh, he's just it doing, he's, at, and he's doing it for no one else. I mean, he's just 
I say that he's doing it for the people that show up and the people that watch, but he is, he is really just having to self motivate. I imagine. Right. I mean, yeah. it's gotta be, and, and that's a, an unenviable position. Um, so. I, I, you know, I, I was, I, I was blessed, Louie. I played 25 years of organized basketball and I was on one losing team. I cannot imagine. And, and I remember how miserable that was. We were 32 and 50, I think one year with the nuggets. Yeah. Uh, and I remember how miserable that was, and I can't imagine being on a team that's two and seventeen. Sure, sure. No wonder, no wonder they dread walking into the practice. I right, two and seventeen. Yeah, I mean you're, you're you're showing up to sweat your head off to go get your tail kicked in by teams that are not very good, right? No, mm. that, that's that's wash, rinse, repeat. So, and actually, what's interesting? I'm glad you played that that sound. UPS Jackson text line four three seven nine six eighty. Thanks for joining us on the show. Islin Louie taking you up until noon. Ben Roberts in about five minutes. We'll have Jay Davis normal spot eleven o'clock. People are saying, "Wow, that's actually good sound from Getty because he needs to be pushing these guys." And frankly, the wrong guys need to leave anyway. Yes, I. Th- that's what I took out of that sound. Honestly, I, that's all right. I feel better, Dan. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you. This was a therapy better. session. Here's, I pe- I appreciate people. Here's um, the problem. Here's the problem with that clip. I don't care how hard he pushes them. I don't care how much he thinks they're going to get better. It's been it's not a small sample size, Correct. Louis. Not anymore. It it's nope. 19 games. Yep. These guys aren't getting better. This is I I don't care if we practice 10 hours a day. These guys cannot play. I mean it's you, you look at at Curry and and there's a sound on here that, that Kenny thought that they would have an advantage at the five spot with Curry. Are you kidding me? Curry shoots the ball from three feet and can't hit the rim. I mean, how is practice going to make him better? No, I, uh, it's just nope. you know that it it here here's here's what you got to come to realize. This team has no talent. These are not Division One basketball players, with the exception of L. These are not Division One basketball players. I don't care what you do, what you say, what you practice. This team is terrible. One last text, and then we'll go to break and get Ben Roberts in here, and we'll talk about UK. Thank God they won two games in a row because, good Lord, Dan, if I had to have Ben Roberts on to talk about a four-game losing streak, sweet Jesus. Can you and Dan please answer if you think this is – if the coaching is this bad or is it a combination of players and coaching? It literally seems like the players do not want to be there and they're just going through the motions. Okay, so I think I think if you've listened to this show for a while, Dan would tell you it is 85% players. Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. For, for and me, he's absolutely right. They're going through the motion. They're 2-17. and 17. Yeah. They're 2-17. and 17. How can you get excited about playing on a team like this? And then now, now here, 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 here's my whole point, Louis. Go ahead. Uh, that question you said eighty-five, fifteen. I don't know. Sure, I sure, don't sure, know. Sure, sure. It it has been established in my mind that this team cannot play. That that's been established, and because there is so little talent, maybe Kenny can't coach. Maybe maybe you would give him the Kentucky roster, and he'd be two and seventeen. I, I don't know, but he hasn't had a chance to prove he can't coach. 
Because nobody could win with this sorry team. Nobody. All right. Well, there you have it. First uh, first segment of the show in the books. We'll call Ben Roberts, get him on, and flip things from red to blue. Uh, first hour of the show presented by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and Kentucky Tourism. Dot com Never too early to make those summer plans. Or if you're looking for something to do as the colder months are upon us, check out all of their links to all the concerts, all of the museums, all the memorials in Kentucky. Maybe you want to check out some of those art museums as well. Find it all at KentuckyTourism.com. On the other end, we'll have Ben Roberts from the Herald Leader here on 680-1057. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. And welcome back. This is Issel and Louie on ESPN 680-105.7. And this hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground, this is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. And now, as we do every Thursday at 1030, we welcome in... The UK uh, journalist for the Herald Leader. <laughs> Capital ben, K journalism, let's go. Mr. Ben Roberts. Ben, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're we're terrific. We just lost our minds talking about U of L basketball for a half hour. Dan's so. being polite. I lost my mind for about fifteen minutes talking about basketball, but it was a solid therapy session for me that um, people had to listen to. So I apologize. Hey, hey Ben, before <laughs> before we get to the uh, to the team, where do you sit at UK games? Mm. Um, I sit mid court. It's the, I guess you call it, it's the upper level, the very bottom. Uh, so you go up the stairs, and it, it's kind of this glass overhang that kind of overhangs the lower arena. Um, but it's it was technically attached to the upper arena. Just like, okay, yeah. all right. Didn't didn't the uh, didn't the media used to sit in the end zones? They used to sit some. I mean, not eh, probably it's probably been fifteen years ago. Jerry and a couple of Jerry. Tipton, the Courier Journal, and AP sat fairly close to where Tom and Goose sit. Um, they're on the side, and then a, a lot of other media sat on the end zone on the baseline, right. and then some yeah. other media was up. And then they slowly uh, kind of disintegrated that. Sold, started selling some of those tickets to, to for a million well, for a million yeah, dollars. Whoever can afford them, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's saying <laughs> it, but somebody. Uh, and then, about five years ago, everybody got pushed upstairs. Okay, all right. Well, the reason I ask is because I'm very envious because you get to be at the games, and we have to sit at home and listen to Carl Ravage and Jimmy Dykes <laughs> and and Marty Smith, which almost makes the game unwatchable. Oh, but man. <laughs> well, he's yeah, been... no, yeah, I, yeah. I... I'll save you, Ben. He's Ben Roberts with the Herald Leader at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter. He's presented by Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Out there in the East End, a terrific lunch spot. Uh, today, tomorrow, check out their brunch specials on the weekend as well. They do do catering as well, so go check them out. Dan and I will be out there on February 4th. Yes. Come join us. We're going to get real drunk before noon there, Dan. Um, and so, uh, so, Ben, I mean, when we had you on last week, there was a very different tone to what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you were there, you know, um, in Knoxville, and, and uh, you were there in Tuscaloosa. 
I mean, what do you think clicked? What's the difference here? Is it as simple as what everyone in BBN Twitter has been saying, just change the lineup? Uh, no, I don't think it's that simple, and I think that'll be, you know, if that lineup continues to play, that'll probably be proven over time. I, I think that is a part of it. Um, I do think, you know, I don't, again, I don't necessarily like to use the word fight or, you know, the, the things that Oscar and, and Cal often say, but they certainly seem to be a lot more engaged uh, at Tennessee. Um, even when they even when they got down 8-0, um, they, they seem to be, acting more as one instead of kind of five loosely connected players uh, on the court. Um, and, I, you know, when they did get down 8-0, I, I was thinking to myself, this, that's the season right here. They're going to get absolutely run out of here and, yep. and um, probably not going to make the tournament. So the fact that they were able to, to rally around each other um, and, and come back from that deficit I thought was really important. Uh, another slow start, obviously, Tuesday, and then you, you don't really know what to think. But um, they came out in the second half and, and played really well and, and kind of played that, that same style and and connected uh, in that connected way. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously not in the locker room, not in the huddles. I, it, it's really hard to fathom how that is kind of there one moment and then gone five minutes later. Uh, that's something they're going to have to figure out. As far as the lineup, I do obviously, when you have Case and CJ and Antonio out there together, that really forces the defense to do a much different thing if Savir is on the court. Obviously, they can sag down off of Savir because they don't care if he shoots threes, and that makes stuff, that makes it a lot harder on Oscar. It makes it a lot harder on guys like, uh, especially Antonio, trying to drive at the rim. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously when you get three shooters, you you got to respect all three of them, and that pulls out the defense in all sorts of different directions. So in that regard, I, I think that has helped. Uh, you know, we'll see – how teams start to adapt to that moving forward if Cal trots out that lineup quite a bit. Ben, I couldn't agree more. I, I, I mean, I saw for 40 minutes at Tennessee, I saw things I hadn't seen all year. I saw guys setting screens. Jacob Toppin actually set a screen. Uh, and and, and <laughs> that I, I don't know if that is a result of a different lineup, maybe, but I, I would say the way that they've played at Tennessee – and the way they played the second half uh, uh, the other night, if they play that way going forward, they're going to be just fine, don't you think? Yeah, I do. And I, I, what I wrote about today was Jacob's rebounding and how that also, you know, you talk about the lineup. I think, I think if Jacob can really be an effective, effective rebounder, that makes things a lot easier on those guards. It makes things a lot easier on Oscar. Um, and these last two games have been his, his – highest rebound total over two games and he's done against two of the best rebounding teams in the country uh, and most importantly I think he's done it with Oscar on the court you know he, he yeah. rebounded pretty well those first two games of the season Oscar wasn't there and I felt like when Oscar got back whether it was intentional or subconsciously or what um, guys started kind of deferring to him like yeah. oh Oscar's back you know we don't have to do as much and I thought Jacob was I don't want to say guilty but I thought he is he did he especially did that um, and then the Georgia game specifically, Georgia is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. And Jacob got nine defensive rebounds. And on several of those, you're kind of like you're looking at something else. And then you see this kind of flash out of the corner of your eye, go up to get the rebound. Mm. And you're like, who is that? And it was Jacob Toppin rebounding. It's not that he was getting them or tipping them to himself or just they were falling in his lap. I mean, he was going up there strong and pulling yep. them down and, and kind of throwing those elbows as he came down. Um, if he can do that, I think I think that's another thing that really opens up this team moving forward. 
Ben Roberts with us from the Herald Leader, Kentucky.com slash sports for all of their stuff down there in Lexington. All right, so I'm going to ask a quick question about Oscar's performance the other day, and then I'll ask a longer question. First one is, Cal was quoted after the game saying, quote, Oscar was playing a video game. How much do you think Calipari actually knows about video games? <laughs> yeah, when I, as, I was writing, as I was writing out that quote in my story, I, I pictured him playing Pong or uh, maybe Frogger. He got a Frogger yeah, yeah. in his basement or something. But I think even that, yeah, is, is, uh, is, is, is past his, uh, his time. So, no, yeah, I don't think Calipari's sitting around playing uh, PlayStation 5 or anything. Oscar the Frog. There you go, yeah. I, um, so, I mean, look, it's, it is a – I, I told Dan the other day the remarkable thing about the numbers he put up was that it was purely in the flow of the game. It wasn't as though they were feeding him. You know, it's not like I forget the name of the D3 team that tries to have one kid score 100 points or whatever. It's not like that, right? This is just Oscar in this lineup getting this kind of production. Lots of talk around Oscar. Hey, he wasn't in the gym as much as he, we thought. We should play walk-ons coming from him. Are we in a better spot? You know, is UK basketball in a better spot with Oscar Shibway, or is there, you know, or, or is this just he's finally getting over that knee? Is it a combination? What do you think? I mean, you know, it's always kind of hard to tell with Oscar because uh, once he gets going, he, you know, he talks yeah. quite a bit, and, and I think sometimes regrets what he says. But um, he did specifically tell me after the game that he, while he was he felt good enough to play, he had never had a surgery like that before, and he was in the where in the past you just jump or you just cut or you just, you know, lunge for something. Uh, he said he was thinking, uh, you know, a split second before he was doing that uh, since he came back from the surgery. And if you're doing that, I mean, he specifically told me he was jumping off one knee for, for parts of it. So, you know, if you're doing that and, and a lot of his game is predicated on, uh, I don't want to oversimplify it, but not, you know, not thinking and just doing and going and get the ball and, and just out, you know, hustling and, and out efforting, uh, opponents or sometimes even teammates uh, to get those rebounds and get those buckets. Yeah, he's got a little Dennis um, Rodman. He's got a little Ben Wallace, right? I mean, there's no shame in playing basketball that way. It's just that whatever that na- that native thing to him is, that natural thing about rebounding or whatever, it's great, right? And that's the thing that makes him an, you know, an all-time player. Yeah, that's what makes him special. And if you take a split second away from that right. every time you're going to do it, that it makes you less special. You're not going to get as many of those as many of those balls. Um, so, and I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I talked about ball screens and what some other teams are trying to do to him defensively, get him in space and that kind of stuff. And that's another thing, you know, a big thing in, in the preseason with him was he was going to be more mobile. He was going to have more lateral movement, be able to, you know, not defend guards on the perimeter, but keep them in, uh, in front of him, uh, cut out driving lanes. And I think the knee, you know, when you're talking about cutting and moving and that kind of stuff, the knee affects that too. So, uh, it'll be interesting. You know, he, he said after that game that he's back. Uh, you know, there's 13 or 14 other games to see if that's yep. true. I mean, this is something we can actually watch and see, okay, is has he turned a corner or, you know, does it kind of regress to, well, you know, while he was still very special earlier this season, it wasn't quite the same Oscar. Uh, ben, you just mentioned that uh, he says some uh, things that he, he, he may not even understand what he's saying, and that was kind of the stance that Cal took. When uh, when Oscar said, uh, you know, we we need people that can fight, even if it's the walk ons. I, I kind of disagree with that. I, I think Oscar knew exactly what he was saying. <laughs> and, and do you think that he should have had to apologize to his teammates? I think uh, I think there's about 
four or five points to that whole episode. Mm. I think he, I think he knew what he was trying to say. I don't think it came out the way he would have intended had he been able to sit down and really think about it. Because how I think how it landed was that Oscar was blaming basically everybody but himself. Um, and one, I don't think that's what he was trying to do because I, I think he, you know, I think he kind of tried to blame himself in there, and it just didn't come out like like that at all. Uh, but I think that was his intent, just being around him and, and hearing the way he's spoken in the past. And two, it's not, it, you know, it's not really constructive. I, I hate to say this because you know it makes for good quotes and it makes for good stories, but it's not really constructive looking at it from a teammate's perspective to say that in front of a bunch of reporters after you lose to South Carolina and after you've lost to Alabama. I think that's something that especially veteran players would have rather had stay in the locker room and be part of those team meetings and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's especially off-putting to them, I think, when it, it comes from a guy who had just been flat-out beat the last two games. I mean, Alabama just absolutely abused him. Uh, defensively and then he made a lot of mistakes against South Carolina too so again I, I think if he had been more clear that he was lumping himself into that um, I, I think it would have landed a little bit, bit better and in the walk-ons comments I think I don't want to speak for anybody else but uh, but I think the players were kind of thinking like you know we're we, we are trying we're just not playing very well mm. um, so it, it's, it wasn't that it was a lack of effort it was a lack of something else whether that not being on the same page or, or whatever it was um so as far as the apology uh you know I, I don't if i don't know that anybody should be made to apologize if they don't if they don't feel like they've done anything wrong but i think once oscar started talking to people about it i think he realized again not necessarily that that he had that he had started out with the intent of saying the wrong thing but just maybe that it didn't didn't come out very well and came out uh in a in an environment where the team wouldn't want it to come out well if it, but if you look at the results I, I think he got the exact results he wanted because they have played much harder in the two games since then maybe not so much the first half against georgia but it, this has been a different basketball team since he said it well, and what was interesting to me is we were talking to Jacob after the Tennessee game. Uh, he was telling, he was talking about the team meeting that they had, and 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 fight was one of the words that he brought up, uh, you know, repeatedly. That that's kind of they talked, especially the veterans, and they talked it out. And some people said some things that uh, they wanted to get off their chest, and I would imagine some of that was was telling Oscar to cool it with the media on uh, questioning his teammates. <laughs> Um, but the kind of the conclusion was we need to we need to all be on the same page and fight for one another and and be this kind of connected team. Uh, and then they went out and did it against Tennessee. So yeah, I think. Uh, and but I, you know I don't. I mean, Cal's been saying that. Some of the other guys have been saying that. They just haven't been saying it quite the quite the way Oscar's been saying it. Ben Roberts with us. Uh, ben uh, at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, Kentucky.com slash sports. Presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, MartiniLouisville.com. Check out the lunch, dinner, dessert, and brunch menus there at MartiniLouisville.com. Uh, ben, uh, Texas A&M's coming to town. And this is an interesting matchup, I think, uh, on the weekend. Um, but the first thing I wanted to ask about is, you know, the, the two losses happen. And we hear some boos in Rupp Arena. But what we haven't seen are a lot of empty seats. 
what what's kind of your on the ground take on how people in and around Lexington are taking in this team? Because I mean, the get in price for Saturday is fifty bucks online. Um, so it, it isn't as though people have given up on on the team or going to the games. Uh, what's your take on the average Kentucky fan right now? Because if you live in Jefferson County and you listen to our station, Cal's washed. He's a bum. Uh, you know, he's 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 past his prime, etc. What's 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 going on in Lexington? Yeah, I mean, I would have been really interested to see. I think a lot of people expect them to lose to Tennessee by 20 points. Sure. And I would have been really interested to see what the, what, what rough arena would have looked like Tuesday night if that had happened. Um, but it didn't happen. So, you know, what you got was, a, yeah, a pretty a pretty packed house. Uh, there's that one section at the top of the end zone that that uh, has not been full for every game. But other than that, it was pretty packed. And, you know, just from talking to people – that that you know aren't connect you know aren't aren't media aren't connected to the team you know just just sure. regular fans uh, you know around Fayette County. Um, my sense is that they're, they're almost it's like they're intrigued at this point. Mm. Uh, like what <laughs> you were saying a, a week or two ago, it was yeah, it was Cal's wash. You know we need we need a new coach. We need this. We need that. Uh, the season's not going anywhere. Um, now it's like. <sighs> You know what do you what's going to happen from game to game? It's almost like they're watching a movie as opposed to being, you know, connected. <laughs> I mean, they're connected to the team, but it's not like it is in previous seasons where they're, where they're you know just it, it's more it, it's almost detached in a way. Like they're watching something happen, like intrigued by what's going to happen next, whether that be a win or a loss or a blowout one way or the other or, or something crazy off the court. Um, it's really strange. I don't really remember anything like it. In, in recent memory, I, I can't really remember the stuff around Team Turmoil, uh, how how fans were feeling then. I mean, that was 20 years ago at this point. Um, just a strange, strange time uh, that that I think fans are, are kind of in that same boat. Like, you know, what are we going to see from night to night? Ben, uh, I want to go back to the lineup discussion for a while. Uh, is, the, is the severe wheeler era over at Kentucky I mean he played 33 seconds in the second half and I think uh, there have been some people that have been saying all along even though he's first team all SEC leads leads the conference in assists who's been saying uh, that Dan who's been saying that um I, I, uh, people that know what they're talking about. Certain ten o'clock people shows that, is that people like what that you're know at? people that know basketball. Okay, right those here. are the okay. those are the people that yeah. have been. Uh, so, so uh, do you expect Wheeler to be playing thirty thirty five minutes a game anymore? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but mm-hmm. but maybe not necessarily. I don't think he'll start as long as Kentucky keeps winning, and I think Cal. One, I've talked about it before. I think Cal's pretty superstitious about some stuff. And, and two, I think he's got a pretty easy out there, right? I mean, you know, you didn't start against Tennessee, and that's when we turned our season around, so we're going to roll with this lineup that uh, has been doing well. I mean, we've seen that in the past where he started guys. I mean, he brought Oscar off the bench. He started Lance Ware. He's, he's, he's started these combinations that have led to winning basketball, even if one of those people who's starting um, is only playing like the first three minutes of the game. Right. In this case, it's going to be Case and Wallace, though, and it's going to be Antonio Reeves off the bench first. Um, so, yeah, I I think he continues to roll with that lineup as long as they're winning, uh, even if they you know play a close game with Kansas and lose. And this next stretch of games, they have a, they have a chance to win a lot of these games. Uh, will be favored in most of them, um, or should be favored in most of them. So, 
Yeah, I, I, but it's also maybe the most fascinating subplot to this team in the short term because, yeah, Xavier Wheeler is, is one of five first-team All-SEC players. He's led the league in assists going on his third season now, um, but he is is limited in a lot of the things he can do on the court. The, the things that he's good at, he's really, really good at, but the, but you know the things that he's not can really hurt you as a team. Um so, I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated to see how he does it. I don't think he'll necessarily get to 35 minutes a game again. Um, but, you know, whether that means playing 25, 30 and, and still being a guy on the court at the end of games, you know, we'll have to see. He's, he's not going to be doing that if, if he comes in and makes a turnover on his first possession like, like he did in the second half against Georgia there because if Kyle's <laughs> going to put him on the court, he's going to want him to protect the ball. He's going to need him to make free throws at the end of games and, and just make smart decisions. So if he's not making – good decisions and, and not being careful with the basketball when he's out there, then, then yeah, I, I think Cal rolls with some other guys. Ben Roberts with us. All right, so what is the what does you think the next couple of games look like? Because one of the things Dan and I have really talked about on this show, and especially when they had lost a couple games in a row, was, hey, it ain't getting any easier here. You know, still got to go to Tennessee. Uh, Georgia's, you know, racked up some wins. A&M is a good team. I mean, Vandy gave Alabama all they wanted for about 15, 16 minutes the other day and, and seemed to be a kind of a menace at home. And then, of course, Kansas comes to town. What's your sort of sense? And, and frankly, you were a little ahead of this curve before Alabama. What's your sense of the next? Let's let's just take the next two SEC games here, A&M uh, on Saturday and then Vandy next, uh, what is that, Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was funny that Cal uh, on the post-game radio show Tuesday night I guess thought Vanderbilt was the next team on the schedule, so was hyping them up like they were, you know, a final four caliber <laughs> team. And then somebody got back to the locker room and somebody said, "Hey, we're playing A and M." Like, oh yeah, I gotta, I need to save that Vandy spiel for for, uh, for Saturday. Um, Jerry's uh, Jerry Stackhouse, so, a genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean Saturday, Texas A and M. I mean that, that's a good basketball team. They, they've uh, they played some really good games. Um, they're another team that they, they're one of the best rebounding teams in the country. And they're really good at um, at uh, getting to the free throw line. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see one. You know, a team like that, you wonder how the game's going to be called. Uh, and, and two, can Kentucky ba- badly? I, I'm I, I hate to interrupt you. I hate to interrupt you, but badly is the answer to that question, Ben. That that Georgia game was the worst officiated game. I mean, both ways. Oscar did the box step dance move one time. Uh, yeah, and, Mike, and, well, and, Mike White did it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, when, when Oscar did that, I looked down at Mike White doing a pirouette on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, was kind of shielded uh, from what from Oscar's feet on that play. So then I saw the replay. And I was like, "Oh, he was he was just imitating what Oscar did." Um, but yeah, there were yeah there were Mike White usually not the most demonstrative guy, but he was pretty entertaining. And then Cal was was on another level with the officials the other night. But yeah, with Texas A&M, I, that, that and the thing with the, I mean, they're going to have to keep guys in front of them. They're, and they beat Georgia by fourteen points, but man, did they struggle guarding guys at the perimeter and, and keeping guys out of the lane and. And Texas A&M has some players that, that can abuse you in that kind of pick and roll situation. They can abuse you on ball screens. They can uh, they can get by. Um, so Kentucky, has, the, the defense they've really got to shore up that half court defense. 
and keep guys in front of them and, and just challenge guys. And even with these – I mean, they did a good job of it at Tennessee, but um, I felt like it, it really regressed, um, especially in the first half against yeah. Georgia. So that's uh, just their, their defense. And, and it, just from talking to guys, it comes out of communication. I thought Jacob had a good line after the Tennessee game. He said, um, you know, we thought we were talking on defense, and that's what Cal's been, that's what Cal's been saying. You've got to communicate. You've got to talk. And then it's kind of they realize, well, you know, you got to listen too. And all it takes is for one guy on the court to not be listening mm. for everything to break down. Um, and, and he said that was kind of a change is that, you know, just kind of upping that communication. I don't know if that fell again Tuesday night or, or what happened, but but that's something they're going to have to get straight. And I'll, that's what I'll be watching for there. And as far as Vandy goes, I mean, every road game, you feel like you say this every year, but especially with this team, every road game is going to be a challenge and, and it's certainly going to be a losable game. So anytime they leave Lexington, um, you know, I don't think you're going to be surprised with any result. So while Vandy is rated, you know, toward the bottom of the league, uh, it, it's it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I'm guessing you think that Cal deserved the technical when he was outstanding <laughs> on the three-point line? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> One, he deserved the technical – Two, by the time they called it on him, he was back on the sidelines, and he, like, pointed his toes and pointed <laughs> down at his toes. Like, what? I, I, never, I never left the sideline. What are you talking about? We, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got video cameras on this thing, man. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can tell you from experience, Ben, coaching makes you do stupid things. <laughs> hey, one last one from me. I want you to put this on your calendar, Okay. February second, I, I don't think uh, Kentucky plays that night. That's a that's a Thursday. Thursday Come up, yeah. yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be out at Martinis. Come up and and do the show live and have lunch with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll. Uh, oh, I like they, that. They, they sometimes do um, their media stuff here Thursday afternoons, which we have one today actually at around one. But yeah, if, if they're not if they're not doing that, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll do my best to make it up there. How about uh, that? Uh, now, uh, are you aware of this uh, 1978 bourbon? Yeah, I was. Uh, I'd, I'd heard about it a little, and then um, I didn't realize they were going to announce it so soon. I, I wanted to talk to Jack about that before uh, it came out, but it looked like we had a story a couple of days ago. Anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, that's an interesting, uh, interesting concoction they have there. Okay, well, the reason I brought that up is that evening at the Fraser Museum in Louisville, they're going to have the kickoff. And for those that don't know what it is, Jack Gibbons, uh, Kyle Macy, and Rick Roby have come out with a bourbon that is uh, it's called 1978. And, of course, that's when they won the championship. And uh, they have some in this bourbon. It's a blend, but there is some 50-year-old bourbon bourbon that was barreled in 1978 in this product and so you could make a day of it you could you could come up and do lunch with us ben and then and then stay i'll get you in uh it's it's a pretty hefty ticket but i'll i'll get you into the uh to the kickoff at the fraser museum that night so oh, if wow. you don't if you don't have anything to do that that's what you'll be doing. Well, it must be uh, nice to get invited in, on live radio in front of me who hasn't been invited to this event, Ben. Well, there you go. How about wow, that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. That sounds great. Yeah, must be nice. I like I like Ben better than you. Martini Louisville, martinilouisville.com in the East End. Go check them out. Ben, we always appreciate the time, jerk. 
<laughs> Thanks, 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 man. Talk ben. to you next week. All right. Ben Roberts, every week here. It's at I, I, I got the feeling <laughs> that he's not uh, he's he's not drinking the Kool-Aid yet. Did, yet. Did, did, did that come across? He's a, I, I think Ben and I are in similar boats because I've decided to be in whatever boat Ben's in. Okay. Because he right. seems to be right a lot. <laughs> he's got that guy for, for being brand new to the job has done a a, a a very good job having his finger on the actual pulse of the team. I, I I told you, Jerry Tipton, a lot of times, you know, when when a guy retires or he gets fired, you're not real supportive of the guy that takes your place. Right. But Jerry Tipton, when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, even commented what a great job Ben's doing. So yeah. I, I, I think he's terrific. And I joke because Ben uh, and, and Dan can speak to this. We did a we did like a 55 minute show on Saturday at Breeders' Cup. And Ben was listening on the way in and just yeah. came to find us. And he just sat down for the last 45 minutes of the show, and he was great. And we it's, put a headset on. Gave him a headset. We made him, <laughs> we made him handicapped. And so, uh, no, no, no. Ben's actually – I mean, it's funny. I think everybody – maybe you don't fit this, but everyone who does radio thinks they could be a writer, and everyone who's a writer thinks they could be a radio guy. Yeah. Um, in the same way yeah. that all athletes think they could be rock stars, and every rock star wants to be an athlete, you know that kind of thing. Um, and uh, but no, Ben, Ben could absolutely have a radio show and be really good at it. So yeah. And and uh, by the way, Prime has already said she's not attending the kickoff, so <laughs> you you can be my date on the second. Ooh. Maybe I'll get a kilt. It'll be real uncomfortable. All right. Uh, it is, uh, by the way, it is Thursday, so it is a Wing Zone Thursday here. And we thank Adam and his staff for dropping off Wing Zone Catering to the ESPN Louisville Studios. Hey, they've got that new location on Dixie Highway for all of our South End listeners, right in front of Holy Cross High School on Dixie Highway. Perfect for those watch parties catering to your office, maybe just lunch or dinner. Order online, wingzone.com. Again, those three area locations, that Dixie Highway location, Hikes Point, and right there at Popper Level, right next to Audubon Park. So a uh, bunch of great locations of wing zone here in louisville there you go one of my favorite days of the week how about that yeah no, can you eat my... any of that there uh, thumbs if the uh wow i sound loud um, <laughs> and phlegmy if yeah i'm dying um if we have the fried chicken yeah, I, i'll go one? for that just nice. because i don't have to worry about whatever they put in whatever sauce they use yeah, on yeah. the others and those are good too by yeah. the way. just the plain ones are very good yeah all right good call Chrissy Banty yelling in the background. Yeah, how about that? Take us to break, Dan. We'll get uh, Jay Davis in here. Yeah, reminder that this hour of the show is brought to you by Kentucky Tourism. <clears throat> Never too early to make those summer vacation plans. And I, I'm going to tell you this story in the last segment, but uh, don't rely on the airlines. <laughs> don't, don't be flying someplace for your vacation. It can ruin it in a hurry. And so uh, make your plans at KentuckyTourism.com. Tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. 
Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Injured in a car accident? Visit suedistracteddriver.com. <laughs> 